Do you know what today is? It's Friday, baby. We ain't got no jobs and we ain't got to do. I got my man John Chapman here and we're going to break down the 90 man roster. Yes, it's filled up. Stick around right here on the Wayne Breezy Show with John. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. He's in the building today. John Chapman is back. What's going on, baby? Man, it's Friday. We've got our roster set. We have the toys that we know we're going to get to play with for the next year. I'm excited. This is a great it, – it, it's so fun because the way the NFL does everything, there's constant movement and storylines and whatever else. But the fact that we have our initial 90-man, it's going to change. It always does. But we finally got there and through the draft, through free agency, through all that stuff. And, man, I'm just going to be honest, team's shaping out nicely. Very, very nicely. Yeah, the team is definitely shaping out very nicely. Shout out to everybody that's out there. The Breezy's Bunch is in the building. Niner Rich is in the building. Jax Knox is in the building. Boss is in the building. VZ408, Nia, Christy Marie, Ronnie33, my man Colin Peachy's in the building. Shout out to all the Breezy Bunch members. I tell you what, look, both of it is streaming on both channels, so make sure you guys are subscribed to both channels. All right, you got the 49ers Rush channel. You got the Wayne Breezy channel. We're bringing you 49ers content daily 365 days a year we may take a break occasionally but you're getting some of the best content creation right here right with my man john chapman shout out to all the subscribers to the channel and if you're new to either one of our channels all you got to do is click on subscribe don't forget to like the podcast all right don't forget to like the broadcast all right you could do it by just clicking that little thumbs up button all right the description of the channels will be in the show uh and so you guys can check that out click on it as well don't forget to subscribe to the wayne breezy show podcast on apple Podcasts as well as spotify it's brand new but it's doing really well thanks to you i want to give you guys a round of applause out there Twitter, you can follow and subscribe to as well as The Wayne Breezy, Instagram and Facebook at The Wayne Breezy. And for exclusive content, I mean, if you want extra content uh, with your boy Breezy and special guests, make sure you guys go to www.patreon.com backslash Wayne Breezy. John, I missed you. I've seen you Tuesday, but it's Friday. It's a long period of time. Especially we, after the draft, right? Like we we got a little extra last week. We got we got a lot extra last last week, and uh, uh, it's good to have you back. It's good to sit here and chop it up, and end the weekend. This is the nightcap of the week for me because uh, I don't do much content. I don't go live on the weekends, so this is going to be really cool. Shout out to the countdown crew in the building as well. I see them all in here, John. You got them in here, bro. I love it. The countdown crew and the breezy's bunch is in the building what's going on leslie what's going on collie i see you guys out there john let's not waste much time and let's get down to some of the nitty-gritty of the stuff that's going down with the 49ers we got some 49er dates that we want to remind people of all right and we'll go ahead and get that stuff kicked off now this is really cool because the schedule releases may 11th and we'll break each one down for everybody we'll spend a little time ricky minicamp is may 12th through the 13th ota's voluntary 
May 22nd through the 23rd, the 25th, 30th through the 31st, June 2nd, June 5th through the 6th, and then it ends on June 8th. And then you have minicamp, mandatory, June 13th through June 15th. John, let's start with the schedule release. All right. Um, predict. Let's, let's give, give me one of your schedule predictions, not the points in the games, but when we're going to play and who we're going to play them. Give me one that you might feel like it's going to come to fruition. Everybody else out there in the chat, go ahead and post it in the chat. My number one goal, if I could like have one thing happen, it would be for that Jaguars game to be in London. That's the number one goal. Last year, man, you and I, we went down to Mexico. Woo. We threw, we had a great time despite party, you arriving we don't even, in different places. We don't even talk about the party much, John. The party was off oh, the hook. Man. Yeah, it was nuts. That I was fell really, asleep. Really good time. John took pictures. <laughs> Here's why I felt, bus, yeah. <laughs> but so John, I fell asleep because of John. So John had me up at the ass crack of did. dawn to go set up at the place, and he was back chilling with the people. Oh. So I'm I'm here with people, and I can't speak Spanish. I can't speak. I'm just sitting, I found the McDonald's. <laughs> I ate, and they got the itis. I went to sleep on the bus. Hey, it is man. what it is. Nothing wrong with that. We crushed it that day, though. And that that's the thing is like, you know, as as we keep building this road trip thing, it's it's providing fans with a better experience and bringing the community together, which there's nobody better than Breezy at that. And so I'm pumped, man. I'm really excited. And the schedule comes out next Thursday, which means Friday morning, you and I be right back on here and we get to see how right or how wrong we are. For our yeah, schedule predictions. I really want that London game, man. It's got to be. Okay, when do you think the game will be? I think it will be. It will offset. Well, it'll be. We'll have a bye week right afterwards. So if I, I want London week nine, bye week week 10. That's yeah. what I want. That's what I, I wasn't want. thinking, John, when I filled out my schedule prediction. I totally forgot that the Jags get the London game. I forgot about the rumors of us going to London to play. And then after you travel that far, you usually do get the bye week. And I just messed up my whole thing. But I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I had fun filling it out. Uh, I'm going week one, Philadelphia. Ooh. I want to get that shit out the way. I want to mud stomp the city of Philly. Um, and I mean mud stomp. I, I just want to beat the city down. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Debo agrees with you. And and we'll get to that. Like, right? <laughs> That's yeah. crazy, right? And so, look, I'm thinking it's going to be Philly week one. Now, I don't know if it's going to be a, a, a Monday night game, Sunday night game. But week one, that needs to go down. That'll be great for television. Um, the only thing, the only reason that I think they may make it wait is because do you think the league wants Brock Purdy to play in that game? Usually the the biggest game week one is the Super Bowl winners, right? They get that Thursday night game, whatever else. But they usually don't go a lot of big time matchups week one. Um, <laughs> such as said, I'm I'm here and I hate that I'm from here and I hate the city. That is awesome. You can't hate the city you from, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. That cracks me up. Oh, but yeah, it. usually they don't do a lot of blockbuster games week one because any week, if you put 49ers versus Eagles, that's the game of the week for any week of the whole entire year. So a lot of times the networks will ask them to kind of sandbag that matchup because that'll be the premium premier matchup later on down the road. I want it to be week one as well, but I do somehow doubt that's what it's going to be. 
it needs to be week one. We left that city with a bad taste in our mouths, and I, I want to correct. I want to correct what happened. I mean, unfor- we left because of what happened in the game. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to sit there and say that Philly had a great game plan and, and they won the game. Now that the, Looking back in hindsight, dude, we didn't have a quarterback to throw a football. So, yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy to tee off on a team without a quarterback. I'm not taking away from their win. I mean, they got their ass whipped in the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, I'm just saying, like, We'll be full throttle. It'll be, and the reason why I want it to be week one is because you're going into the game, hopefully injury less with players. You got full throttle of players. Everybody's healthy. And now you can really test the war, like health on health and let them go at it. Cause I don't think yeah. their coach is a great head coach. I just think that he just does shit unorthodox. He'll just go for it on every fourth down. Like that's yeah. kind of who he is. He's, I'm not the biggest fan, but um, the one thing that there are some things that he does that are positive, but I, again, I don't like, I think Steichen was a huge, huge part of that. Um, Their D line coach, huge part of that. And they lost a lot. They lost a whole bunch. You know, we talk about the Niners losing so much of their coaching staff every year and they do, but Kyle Shanahan just continues to prove I'm the guy. I'm him. Like I am the offense. I don't know about that with the Eagles. We'll see. We're, we're, there's a lot to find out this year. That, that's what I got to say. Now, the roster's incredible. I think the 49ers and the Eagles have the two best rosters in the NFL. Um, and if their quarterback plays at that high level, Jalen Hurts, if he continues, then they're going to be a part of it You know, for the next, I don't know, five, six years. But it's these two. It's the juggernauts, man. Niners, Eagles. So Why not? Why not? Is you, Thursday night game is, I don't know. Thursday like night game's usually the super... Uh, bowl, bowl champion re- for week re-fetch. one. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. PG says, John and Wayne, so 49ers rush road trip across the pond? Absolutely. I will never miss another 49ers international game. That was Ever. such a, that was such an experience. It was a, it was an experience. It definitely was. Listen, John, uh, rookie uh, minicamp uh, begins May 12th through the 13th. And now this is going to be the end of those players that got invited. Now the, now the, the roster is filled. So why would the 49ers invite other players to the rookie minicamp? Well, like, for example, there's not a quarterback on the – there's not a rookie quarterback. There's not an undrafted rookie quarterback. You've got Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, Brandon Allen. None of those guys are allowed to participate in the rookie minicamp. So who's going to throw the ball? They'll 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 have guys that they invite out um, that will come ah, out, that have okay. not been placed on teams yet. So so yeah, they have to place that now. They're pretty full everywhere else. And if you look at the undrafted free agents that they signed, they pretty much hit every single position group. But for eleven on elevens, like they signed three offensive linemen as UDFA's. Uh, mm-hmm. You add in the draft picks they didn't draft any, so you got to bring in a couple more just so you can get some eleven on elevens on. Now, what rookie quarterback was invited to the minicamp? I don't, I don't remember seeing a report. About I don't that. know the answer to that. It'd probably be like a local kid, um, okay. one that nobody thought was going to be drafted, but it's from the area, and they'll kind of throw a bone. A lot of times, you can do this to throw a bone with, you know, different contacts or whatever. If you know Herm Edwards has a quarterback that, you know, it helps them out a little bit, and so there's a lot of back scratching that takes place with this, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but. They kind of look to help each other out. If you look at a lot of the people that signed even undrafted free agent grades, Oregon State, right? You got Washington, Hawaii. You get a lot of these local specific schools, the rookie workouts even more so. San Jose State, you'll get some of those guys, a lot of local guys. 
All right, guys, pay attention to the local guys coming in. Let's talk about the volunteer uh, OTAs Stack that are going to. what I meant to say. Sorry about that. I'm no sure problem. Somebody caught that. <laughs> we got the OTA voluntary practices. Keyword voluntary. Uh, please make sure you explain to the the faithful uh, what what it means to, for it to be voluntary. Because I don't want people freaking out when Debo doesn't show up to these or you know Brandon Ayuk or or these type of players. Yeah, so this is whenever the contracts get done, and these are the workout bonuses. This is what a workout bonus is. Now, with certain players, it's very important that you keep them around you so you can check on their weight, you can check on their shape, how all that stuff. Other guys, you don't give a damn about. Bosa's not going to be there. Bosa does his own thing with his brother and his dad and his uncle. Florida. In Florida, and they just leave him be. But... If there's some guys where you're trying to monitor their body, somebody like an Aaron Banks who undertook a massive transformation that first year that he redshirted to last year when he was awesome, like guys like that, you're going to want to check up on. And a lot of guys like Javon Kinlaw, he's there all the time. Anybody you talk to, whether it's Lynch, Peters, Shanahan, they're going to say, oh, Kinlaw's here every day. Like he's always there. He's a workout warrior. He wants to be seen. He's trying to prove himself to this organization. You don't got to worry about him. But, yeah, some guys, we'll see. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a few guys that are kind of a surprise that are away, but it's not a big deal. If Brandon Ayuk's not there, it's not a big deal. Okay, so not a big deal. And then, finally, you get to the mini camp, which is going to kick off June 13th through the 15th. All right, now that's mandatory. That means players must attend that three-day session. Football season may be over. But the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but... If you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, and that's the beginning of install. Like, that is number one. It's a lot of conditioning, and it's just our, our chief basics on literally everything, but mostly conditioning. Um, it's it's not super football intensive, even though it is. It's got that there. It's, look, guys, this is where we want you to be. This is where your body should be. If it's not here now, you better change some things. Oh, by the way, here's our playbook. This is the very skim-level basics, and then they'll go back over that once they come back for training camp. Spot on. We got a super chat contribution I want to kick off show with. Jax Knox oh. is in the building. My favorite two people to do it. Let's go. I'm learning a lot, so thank you guys. And thank you for the man. contribution, uh, Jax. She's probably going to be in London. She was already talking about it. I saw it in the chat. She's going to be waiting for that 49ers rush road trip experience. It'll be her first, all right? Kali has a question. He says, hey, any worries our defense could take a step back with Steve Wilkes? As the defensive coordinator, what are your thoughts about this? I, I don't – it's easier to take a step back when you're the best in the world at everything. Like, there has not been that many teams that have been number one in yards allowed and points allowed in the same year. It's happened like once in the past decade. So it's pretty difficult to say, man, they're going to step up. But, man, you look at this roster, what did they lose? They lost Samson Epicom, right? They lost disease. That's pretty much it. The, the entire roster, and I would say the Javon Hargrave signing, definitely was a huge step up from those two, um, even though they play different positions. But I don't know, man. It, you look at the way that they drafted, right? And a lot of defensive guys traded up for a safety. You got a corner. You got an edge. You got a linebacker. You got another linebacker. I don't know, man. Um, it's weird to say, but this defense could be better. It really, really could. I, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't say that they're going to take a step back, Kali. I'm going to look at it a little bit different. It might be a little step to the side until they yeah. get in, into swing on what Steve Wilkes is asking for. You heard Fred Warner speak about it at the presser. And the number one thing that Steve Wilkes, Fred Warner, kind of touched on it, he wants his players to play a lot more aggressive. So that means they're going to be playing more aggressive. They're going to be taking more risks, taking more shots. And I don't want you to feel or anybody to feel like that's taking a step backwards if they're not playing safe, right? They're going to be playing and going for the gusto just about on every play. So like you might see a blitz on first down. You'd be like, what the hell? We ain't never seen that before, right? Huff's so, going to blitz more. Huff's yeah, going right. to blitz more. Right. And the linebackers are going to blitz more. And right. the nickels are going to blitz more. Exactly. And so that's why I'm saying it might not be a step back. They might drop in a couple of rankings as far as things i wouldn't count that as a step back let them step to the side but at the end the end all be all they'll end up being number one like you know what i mean and that's kind of like how i'm thinking you got to get steve wilkes philosophy down packed and and then you know um they'll, they'll it'll come to fruition jason hess says breezy chapman do we see the possibility ever seeing armstead losing 15 pounds and playing outside crazy question just curious Man, I don't know. We, we we saw him play edge a lot. He kept his weight. Um, I, I think he's more valuable and more productive inside. And so I don't expect that to change. If you go back, do you remember when the Niners' defense was bad two years ago? And then what did they do? They did one thing. They just put him inside. 
They put him inside, and it was just done. D-U-N, defense is great again. And so I, I, I don't know. I don't think you play with it. It works. And we've never seen – well, even whenever we had DeForest Buckner, Armstead was playing outside mostly. So this would be his first time again, you know, with – paired up with an elite defensive tackle on the inside as a defensive tackle himself. I wouldn't mess with it. It's working and it's great for the linebackers. So like, again, if you want all pro Fred and I would argue Drake Greenlaw had a top five linebacker year last year as well. A big part of that is Eric Armstead. Good points. We were talking about hate and not that we're just throwing a word or using it, but you know, hey, Debo hey, came hey, out. Hey, hey, yeah. Hey. Right. <laughs> Debo, you know, in, in, in his latest meeting, came out and said that, you know, the one team he hates the most uh, is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and so I'm curious to know, what are your thoughts on that? Why the Eagles? Why do you think it's the Eagles for Debo Samuel? I think the Niners heard a whole bunch last year about how great the Eagles are and just, you know, you know, they're cut above everybody else and blah, 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 blah. But. The last time they played, the Niners beat them in Philly. And so you had this anticipation. The NFC Championship happens. They're talking trash. We're talking trash. Fans doing nothing but talking trash. Hey, Sin. And then, you know, second offensive play of the game, Brock Purdy's hurt. So it never got solved. And Debo was convinced and adamant. So was Brandon Ayuk that, man, they were going to roast the hell out of those corners. Like, they were excited about it. And so that opportunity got taken away from them. And then everybody starts talking trash and whatever else. So I get it. Um, I get it. I, Eagles aren't on my top list of hate. I want to see them play. I just want to see them play. It, for me, it's not so much about hate with the Eagles because I've liked the Eagles for a long time. I hate the Cowboys. And so by proxy, I usually like the Eagles. Um, but right. <laughs> yeah, just because I'll root for anybody in the <laughs> NFC East over the Cowboys. So, but that's just my childhood and whatever else. That's funny. I like that you said that. Um, and you broke the proxy down. Uh, Nee says, I thought he said he hated the Rams. I think he, he hated did. playing Jalen Ramsey the most. I think, think that's the player that he just couldn't stand. So that's why he made sure he went out there and did his thing against Ramsey. Hate is not exclusive. You can hate lots of things. Absolutely. Just like you can love lots of things. <laughs> like you can love sweeping your division and going 6-0 and and then winning an extra divisional game in the playoffs and going 7-0 and again. I love that. That's a positive. That's seven things I love, right? Yeah. So just to, just to weigh that. Right, and it's funny that you said that because Cinnamon Kiss says, I hate the Cowboys and Seahawks. And John, behind backstage, we were talking about this. You asked me what teams that I hate the most, and I told you it was the Cowboys, but then I told you about the Seahawks, right? And so the Seahawks left just a bad taste and gave me a bad traumatic type of an experience, you know? And so I always have this whenever I don't care. I don't care if their team uh, is the worst team in football. Like I'm not going to like them. I'm going to hate them for the remaining time. They remain the Seahawks. Even if they change their name and stay in the division, I'm going to hate them. I just don't like them uh, for what happened. Uh, and for those that don't know, uh, it was a birthday party. It was the NFC Championship game that I was having, and I left my own birthday party. I, I, you know how the results ended. <laughs> and so when you leave your own birthday party, that's when you know it's bad. It's that, your that's... party, and you can cry if you want to. You got... a... I didn't cry. I just <laughs> I didn't want to break shit in somebody else's place. So I think the best thing for me to do was to leave because those TVs man. were on on their way out. But no, seriously, man, it's uh, 
it's you you definitely can dislike or detest or if you want to use the word hate a lot of things you know and so when i look at the team and we look at the seahawks let's talk about the seahawks because john lynch spoke about the seattle seahawks uh and how they felt like the seahawks that it's the team that's the team that they're gonna be not worried about the most but like they've gotten better like and so what are your thoughts about that yeah i mean if you look at the draft grades and whatever else but again we never know they've added a lot of premier talent they've added a lot back-to-back years we'll see how this one pans out but i do think they closed the gap now the question i go back to is is geno smith still their quarterback that's that's the thing the ceiling is so limited um if they're <laughs> you the it. song <laughs> i love it man. so yeah i think the seahawks closed the gap because again you're just gonna dink and dunk with gino that's what they're gonna do and so you got on the best dink and dunk wide receiver in jsn um you know i just recently broke down the penn state versus ohio state game back in 2021 where it was jsn versus jair brown a lot of plays and Jair got some plays, but JSN, yeah, he made a lot bigger plays. There's no it's doubt a crazy about it, slot though. guy, man. You give him the ball with space, he's gone. Yeah, like, it's, it's so it's hard. It's they did a good job. They used their resources well. They used my damn draft board. If you were watching us live, especially days day two, they kept drafting my best player available, like over mm. and over and over again. It was pissing me off. One of my favorite players in this whole draft is Derek Hall. One of my favorite players last year was Boye Mafe. Like, they have a type on that speed rusher, and now they got two of them. Um, They closed the gap, but I I still think there's a very large gap there. Uh, The Niners are still well ahead, but I do think that it got closed down a little bit. I do. It's it's interesting because it seems like when the Niners play the Seahawks, there's no distinctive team that – will come out victorious it's like it can kind of go either way even even if the Niners are far superior as far as talent coaching uh and all those things they check all the boxes why do the games always seem so kind of close yeah like it's rivalries man it just and I will say this man we went to with Vicky shout out to Vicky if she's watching we were at the Thursday night game in Seattle this year it was my first time to Lumen that was was awesome it was it's my favorite stadium in the NFL so far. Like I love the atmosphere and the fans were legit where they, they were engaging. They weren't rude. Uh, there were a lot of very positive conversations happening between 49ers and Seahawks fans. And it was just a great game. It was just awesome. Like it was the way rivalry should be. And I feel like the more we talk about this Wade, I I'm just, I got haters ball, the Chappelle show skit, like burning <laughs> in my head because it's just like, <laughs> um, I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else you. but you. Right. Like, <laughs> Chappelle show. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. I hate them. I do hate them, but I still think there's a gap. You knocked, you beat them three times in a row last year. Yeah, and yeah, they, they did. But they still were close. They they weren't blowout games. One of them was. The one first of them one. could have been. One of them could have the been. The first one was. You remember Drake Greenlaw had that pick six or fumble for a touchdown? And they and called they, it. Yeah. yeah, it was like 25 to three. Wait, wasn't that the ga- same game? Was that the same game that, uh, um, oh my gosh, D- Diamo? Uh, had a pick six. I think yeah. so. I think I think it, so. It was in one of those games. He had a pick I've six. I've had a lot of Dosecki since then, my friend. I understand. 
I understand. <laughs> the, my friend. And I'm glad you added the my friend. But guys, I see you guys putting in the chat which team you hate the most. John and I didn't mention the Chiefs, and I saw that some of you guys mentioned the Chiefs out there. I can't stand the Chiefs either, John, now that I think about it. And it's not just because of the Super Bowl uh, win that they had over us. It's just, just I just don't like the damn organization. I, I don't know why why it turns me off. Um, but what, what are your thoughts on the Chiefs? Man, I, I went to grad school in Kansas City and went to a lot of Chiefs games. I love their fan base because they've sucked for a long time. They've been terrible for a long time. Now they got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and they're really, really good. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't hate the Chiefs. I just don't want to play the Chiefs. I don't want to play Patrick Mahomes ever again. Uh, he's he's really damn good. I don't like the way that they target players with checkered pass all the time, but, I mean, there's, there's about six teams that do that. But I, I don't care that much about AFC teams. I'm just going to be you. honest. I got um, you. They don't really don't matter until that. Right, and it doesn't really matter until that game, that one game. That's it. That's that. It's the one game. I, I kind of get where you're going with that. And, that. and that makes perfect sense. All right, let's keep it moving, man. All right, Brock Purdy updates. So we got the updates, which is not really much of an update other Nothing than the new. fact that week 12, he should be throwing. Like, <laughs> let, let's talk about but, it now. Uh, like, I'll say this. I, I listened to Lynch's thing about, oh, yeah, he's going to start throwing the ball. Like, hold on just a second. Because I, I've been with players that have gone through this before in the past. You don't start throwing a football week 12. That no. is not what you do. You start throwing. You start throwing literally a golf ball. Like yeah. you start with the squishy yellow golf balls. Mm -hmm. Like they'll start with that and going through this throwing motion and they'll do a whole bunch of different workouts and then they'll rest two days, see how the elbow responds. Then they'll upgrade to a real golf ball, then to a tennis ball, then to a bait. Like it's, it's a progress. He's not stepping out doing seven step drops with the freaking football. It that's it, the first week of June. That ain't happening. That that that'd be asinine if they were. It just seems like it seems like the Brock Purdy progression is is happening faster than even though that's it's good. on time. I hope so. Even though it's even though it's on trajectory, it's on time. It seems like the healing process is is speeding up very quickly, and so it's going to be interesting, John. I'm not saying he's going to be ready to go week one, but if there's a possibility that he's able to go week one, does he start? Uh, I, I think they wouldn't be. How many weeks did he practice before that? That's the question. If it's two weeks, no, no. Why would you do that? There's no need to do that. And so, like, and again, I'll say this. My favorite thing about the 49ers front office, and this is Shanahan and Lynch, is that I, I take them a lot of times whenever they say things, they say them intentionally, and, like, I, I, I can run with that. Injuries, they are the most optimistic two people in the freaking world every single time on every single injury. I do not take that. I don't take much in their stock whenever they talk about injuries. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. I'm not being anti them. I love those two guys. And I'm glad they run our team. But they do this with every injury. And so they said once the surgery happened, the first checkup is June, the first week of June. That hasn't changed. We haven't even hit the first checkup yet. It just seems like it's, it's it seems like he's he looks better. He's out there flipping hamburgers for for all like like he's he's using the elbow like I don't. He's young, twenty three. 
it, he's yeah. So the the, the healing is gonna happen quicker. You know, everybody's saying he's got that. What is it? Animanium, animanium. <laughs> that stuff is called inside his blood. I wish I had some of that in my blood, but nah, man, he's healing a lot quicker. Uh, but listen, guys, pump the brakes right now. It's competition. It's competition. It's competition between two quarterbacks and possibly a third quarterback because Brandon Allen's been brought on this roster now. I, I'm I'm curious to know your thoughts about Brandon uh, Allen uh, being added to the roster. You added a veteran over getting an undrafted free agent, rookie type of a player. What are your thoughts on that? I don't mind it too much because you've, you've got to counterbalance what you have in the room. You've got Trey Lance, 22, Brock Purdy, 23, Sam Darnold, 25. You go get Brandon Allen, who's 30 years old and a vet, um, I don't mind that at all. I really, really don't because the 49ers team is relatively young almost everywhere. Um, and so he's interesting. You know, he's, he's got, what's he, nine career starts. He's been through a lot of training camps, but not a lot of playing time. It, no real shot to make this roster, but I, I thought this was smart. Instead of having another rookie that you'd have to work on and teach, no, you don't do it this way, you do it this way. You bring in somebody as that number three quarterback arm for camp, because Brock's not going to be there, even if you think he is adamantium and all that stuff, he's not going to be there for camp. Um, Correct. Especially, he's not, he's, he yeah. won't be cleared. He won't be cleared medically to be there for camp. He'll be at camp, but he won't be able to participate in camp. So he'll probably yeah. show up, uh, say hello, talk to the people on cameras, and then he'll go off to his own private running workout yeah. and man like let me just say this like we're in the off season do you remember like two weeks ago whenever brock purdy was interviewed and he had like that statement it's like man i don't even know if i'll be, be able to play at all this year and everybody ran with that and now he waves at a giants game and now everybody's like oh he's gonna be back ready like nothing has changed the first checkup is june the first week of june so like we just got a timeout now once we get that checkup I'm sure they're going to come out and say, oh, he's ahead of schedule. Everything's looking perfectly, blah, 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 blah. Once you start seeing the videos of him throwing the ball, that is where the t uh, football, that is when the timeline should start. Glad you clarified the ball word. Pause. Uh, let's let's talk about this because um, Mosquito Killers, hey, Wayne and John, can you address the Matt Mayoko comments? And so little does Mosquito Killer know that that's our next topic all right so here he's it is on top of it man he's on top sam of it. darnold might be the most talented thrower of football the 49ers ever had quote matt miyoko via k n b r let's talk about this mosquitoes ready for it. mosquito killers ready john oh you gotta start it uh i'm you got okay. it. I'll, let, let's do this. Matt Mayoko is incredible, and I'm beyond thankful for everything that he's brought to this franchise and the community and continues to do so. This was hilarious to me, and I, I'm not going to lie. Yesterday was not the most productive day for John Chapman because of this quote. <laughs> if you clicked on the KNBR original tweet, okay, and whatever, you go on Twitter. This is awesome. One of my favorite things about it. If you, so you click on a tweet on Twitter. And you can click on quote tweets. So it shows you like 500 quote tweets. You click on that and it shows what everybody quote tweeted it and what they said about it. And it is the most entertaining thing in the world. I don't know if you know this about me, Wayne. I love memes. I am a child. <laughs> and it was just nothing but gold for hours. 
And I'm still laughing. I'm sorry. I could go back and read it still. Now, Sam Darnold's uber talented. I mean, he was the number three overall pick in the draft for a reason. He throws a great ball, very pretty ball. But Joe Montana, Steve Young, Jeff Garcia, uh, John time. Brody, Colin Kaepernick. I mean, good gosh. You can go on and on and on and on. Speaking of Cap, when Jaws came out and said what he said, I haven't seen Jaws since the time he made that comment. That was kind of the beginning of the end, wasn't it? Is this the end of Matt Mayoko, bro? No, no, I hope not. I love Matt. I love what he does. He's a good, great guy. Great guy. But it was a weird statement on live radio, and he is a great thrower of the ball. Like, to be honest, but like, you watch his highlights, and that's what Sam Darnold is. He's a highlight-driven quarterback. He makes throws where you're just like, damn. Um, but – it's beyond inconsistent. And I love Matt. No, I don't think this is. I hope it's not. I want Matt around for a long time. But, yeah, it was. That's a statement, man. That's a take. That's a take. And uh, the one Most, thing I go back to is, is there somebody in the organization that's wanting him to pump up Sam Darnold? Because if there any, is anybody that's closest and has the most access to the 49ers, it is Matt Mayoko. Um, that's my biggest takeaway from this. But I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was so happy smiling. not talking about quarterbacks for like a week. We didn't even make it a week after the draft. That was funny. That, <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that's what makes it funny, right? Because I'm saying to myself, look, I, I'm not saying Sam Darnold is, is trash or whatever. He does have a great arm. He get the ball down the field. Uh, accuracy, that's another, that's another thing. But to come out and say ever had, 49ers ever had I think that's kind of what if I'm Steve Young or Joe Montana if I'm hell if I'm Jeff Garcia if I'm any one of these kind of prominent 49er quarterbacks shit Elvis Gerback might want to come back out of retirement and say something like I would I would come out and say Matt you sure about that like you know you know and, and then see this. what happens yeah, and if Sam Darnold comes out and balls out, we've never seen him in a healthy situation. We've oh, never seen right. him surrounded by – like, if, if Darnold comes out and beats Trey Lance in a quote-unquote competition, um, then awesome. Like, I'm a 49ers guy, and we're 49ers content creators. Like, Correct. I'm not anti-Sam Darnold. And anytime I post – like, here's my problem is, man, I post I, – I put out there yesterday, Trey Lance will still be the starting quarterback week one, and – People were responding like, man, you're so negative. And I was like, whoa, why is supporting Trey Lance negative now? I, I don't understand. I didn't say any. I didn't even say Sam Darnold. I didn't even say Brock Purdy. I just said Sam Darnold's going to be starting week one. I was, it was a, I was just retweeting a tweet that I sent out months ago. And like, that's the stuff that I don't like. And so I love that Mayoko's pumping Sam Bradford or Sam Bradford, Sam Darnold. Freudian Sam Bradford can stay on the field. Um, he got paid, and and that's a good thing. The positivity's there, but like once you put it against the other quarterbacks, right? The what do you say? Like the greatest thrower of the ball the 49ers have ever seen, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, that's where I got problems. You don't have to build up to tear down, and so like you could just build up. You could say like he's a great thrower of the ball, and he is. And it would just would everybody would have moved on, but as soon as you like put him past Joe Montana and Steve Young and Cap and all those guys, then it's like whoa. Um, and so that's why it, it drew all 
that it did. And it's hilarious. I'm going to go read more of the quote tweets probably yeah. after this show. It's yeah. too fun. People want to, they want to know, listen, make sure you're following John uh, Chapman on Twitter. And then whenever he responds to something, you'll be linked right to it, right? It'll pop up on his feed and then you can find the, the quote tweet and all that good stuff. All right. Listen, Sam Darnold uh, will be competing for that quarterback one spot with Trey Lance. John Lynch made that clear as well on KMBR. That's what it's going to come down to. So we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. It's good to see them both out there, you know, getting acclimated to some football, passing the ball, getting used to their wide receivers. That's what I like. I like that. I like that type of thing and and the support. It's a brotherhood at the end of the day. I know it's competition, but those guys are our brothers uh, from another mother, and they're going to have a good time. And I can't wait till things really, really kick off. And speaking of kicking off, John, we have our 90-man roster to break down all right 90 man roster now this is a this is a breakdown this is a a simple one we're not going into deep dive depth with this but we are going to share with you the 90 men that are on the roster as you can see we got 12 udfas nine drafted 22 free agents and then 47 players returning to the san francisco 49ers if you add them at total them all up you get 90 before we get into the roster breakdown, John, we were hanging on to this one spot. And with that one spot, what would have the GM John Chapman done himself with that one remaining spot that we had left? Yeah, it was it was interesting. I like the upside pick. They went and, you know, went with the wide receiver, which what a cool story. You know, this guy doesn't get one invite. We're talking about Isaiah Winstead, wide receiver. Um, out of East Carolina, the Fighting Pirates, and like his his highlight tapes is for real. Now I want to be honest; I have not watched his tape, but he puts his a real quick highlight reel out there. It says not one camp invite, not one offer, not one phone call, and it got like two million views, and it looked good. He's big, man, six three, two ten, six four, six. Yeah, so he didn't do combine, and you know you're going off pro day measurements. There's there's different numbers out there, and, but like. Dude's he's shifty for a big dude, and that Four tape five. is fun. Yeah, he he's he's interesting because I I don't mind it. I, I thought it was a good. I, I like the upside play there. I really really do. No, Wayne says no. no. That that ain't the spot. Listen, oh, no. we had we already had twelve wide receivers. Only six of them making this roster. If six, right. Let's do it. Let's get right to the breakdown. Let's start with the wide receivers, man. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Ray Ray McLeod, Jawan Jennings, Danny Gray. I'm going with the rookie Ronnie Bell. That's your six. Tay Martin, Chris Conley, Daz Newsome, Tyron Johnson, Willie Sneed, the fourth, Shea Wyatt, and Isaiah Winstead. I love the kid's story, but isn't it going to be a bit of a long shot? It is. I mean, he's the 90th on a 90-man roster. But I will say this: if he's not cut, if he's not the first one cut, whenever they sign another position, that's, that's watch out, watch, watch out. out, watch out. That's a so that's like, a great point. Hold on, I got to give you the ding ding. Oh, look Balls. at that! I like it. It's like the equivalent. Yeah, it's like getting the gold star when you're in kindergarten. I feel yes, good. I yes. feel validated. Thank you. Will. That's a, that's a great point. Now that I think about it, but that's 13 wide receivers. John, this, way too this, many. This is going to be crazy. We have more wide receivers than we have DBs. It was even, and I thought it would be in a nice little battle matchup or whatever. Um, you know, but 13. Uh, it's a lot. 
It's Jeez. a lot. The one thing I will say about having all these guys, they're great for special teams in yes. camp. So if you want to work like I, cause you got speed everywhere. So you want to work punt, you want to work punt return, kickoff, kickoff return. These back seven guys, they're going to be on every one of those. And they're just going to run them like a dog because they're wide receivers. They can handle it. They're used to running go routes their whole life. Um, there are a couple names out of this that are interesting. Chris Conley. Yes. And Daz Newsome, just from a wide receiver position. I think those two, would have the leg up on experience. I like what they bring. What about Willie Sneed the fourth though? Willie Sneed, I think special teams ace, right? That's what we saw. He was activated and promoted from the practice squad a few times, mainly as a blocker, as a wide receiver, and then special teams. He's a stud special teamer. So I don't really have much for Willie Sneed as far as the wide receiver position. He's a special teams almost allocation, right? Um, But Tate Martin, this dude's hung around. And he, they yeah. kind of like him. They and play so, Tay. Yeah. I mean that's it, one I'm curious about. But it's interesting because they brought in so many wide receivers. And then granted, guys can get injured and things like that. And so it's kind of good that you you'll be able to check off these guys, get them some some um work in with the quarterbacks. And you know, if they do happen to clear the waivers and make the practice squad, that's a great thing for the 49ers. Uh, I'm hoping Tay Martin takes a step up, but then they went and drafted Ronnie Bell. Yeah. And so when I thought Tay Martin was going to, all right, this might be the year he can take that step up because with Danny Gray, you're getting speed and you're getting special teams, a special teams play now from Danny Gray. So I don't think he's going to be bumped off this roster. Like you want that element there. The question he's one is, of the best. He's one of the best punt gunners since Raheem Mostert. See what I'm saying? Mostert. Like, he is that damn good. He started closing out towards the end of the season, and he was making tackles and getting down there, and you need that speed. Like, you know what I mean? And so, like, I'm super – this is – I'm scratching my head, bro, because I'm like, wait a minute. Now, te- technically, we usually keep five. We're adding a six because I, I see Ronnie Bell making this roster, bro. He's going to have to have a good trading camp. I mean, he's a back-end seventh-rounder. So, like, you almost want to, like, he doesn't have the draft pedigree behind him. All the teams passed over him several times already. He's a Mm -hmm. fit, though. You know what I mean? Like, that dude fits this roster. Like, in so many ways. Toughness, uh, versatility, special teams, wide receiver. Like, he is a Shanahan guy through and through. And so I'm with you. I think he does make this roster. Does he have to pass Danny Gray? I don't think so. Uh, I think there's room for Danny Gray and Ronnie Bell on this because so of special teams. Because of special teams. And don't forget, don't forget Ronnie Bell's special teams element too. He's a returner. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you're going to get that as well. Like, it, it's going to be super interesting. But, guys, when you, add, when you add one more to a position group, that means you're taking one from a position group. Let's not touch the quarterbacks. Let's go running backs. Uh, we added a couple of uh, undrafted guys to the running backs room. Now, I put Kyle Juszczyk in there because essentially he's a running back, even though he's labeled as a fullback. But I have the group at seven with Ronald Awat and Kalon LeBourne. And I want to know from this group, uh, running backs group, uh, who do you feel like might be that player we need to watch out? Rookie minicamp is coming up out of those two rookies that are there, uh, Ronald Awat and Kalon LeBourne. Yeah, I mean, two fun schools. You got Awat coming out of UTEP, the minors, which I always like UTEP programs. 
they're they're kind of fun. They get how do I say this? Like Aaron Jones. I remember watching Aaron Jones play at UTEP against Texas. And it was just like, oh, these guys can play some ball. Then you got Ronald DeWatt out of Marshall, the Bison, baby. Um, they're fun players. I haven't done a lot of tape on them. I've watched some highlights. But this is a position that's weird to me because, okay, you've got CMC, check and Elijah Mitchell. Those guys Locks. are safe. Locks. Locks. You cannot comfortably say, I'm the biggest Jordan Mason guy that exists. I know. But you cannot say he's a lock. You cannot say TDP is a lock. You cannot say anybody is outside of those three. This is an actual competition. And every year, if you are a 49ers fan, you are by law required to pick an undrafted free agent running back to root for. You have no choice. You have to. So one of these guys will become a fan favorite. Um, But if I had to bet on it, I think it's going to be the exact same five that we had last year. But if a Watt or LeBorn come out of this, man, I I, I think that'd be fun. I, I really, really do. Man, it's tough because LeBorn was the 10th rusher out of college. He had 1,513 yards. He was on the same list as your B. John Robinson and, and some of those other guys. My guy Tajay Spears was up there as well. And for him to go undrafted is weird, right? I mean – Kind of a few fumbles or, or whatnot, but it's going to be interesting to see because who are you kicking off this roster at five with four being your running backs? Because oh, Kyle Yuschek is a lock, so Yuschek, McCaffrey, Mitchell, they're locks. Jordan Mason has to make this roster. He, I like, think he's he a he's a special teams ace, undrafted guy. Ty Davis Price though was a drafted guy. You mean to tell me one of these undrafted kids can beat him out? I don't think so. I, the only way I see it is they they got to be special or an injury has to happen. Okay. If somebody gets injured, it gets put on the pup or whatever, that opens up a spot where you could promote them. But again, everybody loves Shanahan running backs. This this is always one of the positions. Look at Michael Hasty last year. Yeah, like You cut this guy, Good they point. don't come back. They Good don't point. come back. That's a great point. That's a great point. Great point. Uh, out of the wide receivers, we didn't do this. We got three wide receivers. I think we mentioned that Ronnie Bell was the guy to watch out for, right? I think that was the one yes. you said. Um, I'm going to go with Isaiah Winstead like, and, 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 and pick a guy that I feel like he, That's fun. he's going to be somebody that you're going to want to watch out for. Big body guy, Jawan Jennings, uh, faster than Jawan Jennings. I'm not sure how well he blocks. I have not been able to watch film on him have i'm trying to get some uh on isaiah winstead i would love to see how he is in the blocking game interesting point about winstead though john lynch came out and said that you know it wasn't the tweet that made them sign and they, they they've had him on their radar so interesting to, to eh. see if that that's true or not you know yeah you brought up uh blocking grades for isaiah winstead he uh run blocking had a 61.2 grade. Pretty good, I actually. It. I could dig yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I could and dig that it. was his worst year in all four years. And I know he's credited with East Carolina. He's been – he went to Norfolk first, then Toledo for two years, then yep, East Carolina. Then East this Carolina. dude's a journeyman. Yeah, already he, before so. his, his pro career even started. Uh, we have a question in the chat from Great One. What's the deal with Jadakiss Bonds? Uh, did we sign him or not? Now, I don't think we signed him. Uh, I don't have him as one of the. Listed. This was one of the earliest tweeted things out there. Niners sign Jadakiss and like all the. How do I say this? 
a lot of people were putting, oh, he signed an undrafted. No, he got an invite to the rookie minicamp. Ah. That was it. And then immediately after this, I, I think it was Barrow saying, hey, just want to let everybody know all the people saying we signed all these players, they're not accurate. And then he came out and said, I have not signed with that team. Um, and so, yeah, it's just a bunch of people jumping the gun, trying to be the first insider or whatever else. And it just it went poorly. When keeping it real goes wrong. When keeping um, it real goes wrong. This is just going to be a Chappelle show reference. That's all we're doing from here on out, baby. <laughs> Let's switch over to the tight ends position, all right? So we brought in, uh, we drafted two guys. We signed a free agent in Ross Dwelly. We currently have five in the room. Kittle, Warner, Dwelly, Latou, Willis, Latou, Scott McLaughlin. I don't know if I can ever, ever say his name right, but, you know, the ROGM said that that's a kid that we need to pay attention to and watch out for. What are your thoughts on these guys? We talked about it, it on your show earlier this week. It's probably one of the, like, I'm shocked there's only five. Like, I would move two wide receivers off to get two more tight ends. Really? Because, I mean, you keep three to four tight ends on your active roster. And so you've got one to spare right now, which is interesting to me on such a tight end heavy position. Now, it's I tweeted out yesterday, who's going to have the bigger impact in 2023? And, and I put the two rookies, Cameron Latu and Braden Willis. It's 62% said Braden Willis. It and I agree sense, with though. But it, yeah. but it makes sense why they feel that way uh, because of his playmaking abilities. But I tried on, on my last show, I tried to paint the picture of 11 personnel to everybody and 12 personnel to everybody. And so, and 13 personnel to everybody. And so when, you, when you're looking at those personnel, you got one running back. And so when you're in 11 personnel, you got three wideouts out there so I, I my, my my good friend uh who's an alabama i call him my alabama scout right he just knows his alabama players night in night out right day in night. he just knows them and so i was like yo what am i getting in the two and he was like oh my gosh he was like listen i know he you know he was a former defensive end converted into a tight end but he has really good hands he's not a body catcher i'm like thank you jesus no. He's not a body catcher. We've seen that on film, though. Yeah. But then he talked about his blocking, and his, I, I know his blocking grade is suspect, but when you watch him in certain formations, certain sets, personnel, that's where it gets interesting. So in 11 personnel, you got three wideouts out there, some things like Alabama runs. This guy is a monster mismatch on who they have trying to, you know, match up against. So his blocking stands out and it sticks out. Well, what does Kyle Shanahan want to run? You know he wants to come out there and he wants to put a tight end out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, if it's three wide receivers, this might be the tight end opposed to being George Kittle, which they'll be focused on. Now you put another guy out there. It's going to be interesting just to see how they utilize him. Cameron Latou might be a sleeper pick that might just be the best pick in this draft. And you talk about Scott McLaughlin. He compared him to Tony Gonzalez. No, he did not. Yes, he did. He said he moves like a freaking stud basketball player. And I'll say this. And so I do think that right now or earlier on, Braden Willis has a better chance, but the ceiling is Latu. It, but again, you listen to John Lynch, you listen to Kyle Shanahan, Scott McLaughlin, all of them said what he can be, not what he is. Correct. It's, potential. it's mentality, it's yes. attitude, it's yes. IQ, it's willingness, Correct. it's potential. 
he's just not there yet. And the film would testify to that, right? So Law 2, I like to pick more and more. The more and more I read, the more and more I watch. But I keep saying, man, this is a bad rep. Like consistency and upside, that's what he's got to work on, and he'll get there. So I would argue early on, Braden Willis would probably get those snaps early on in 12 personnel, 13 personnel. But long term, law two. I, I think it's almost like a redshirt year for him, and that's not a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying at all. So, like, I could see them keeping four tight ends. But again, as you said earlier, Wayne, very astutely, you keep four tight ends, you got to lose mm. another position somewhere else. Yeah, and we talked about keeping six wide receivers. So this is this is going to be interesting, all right? Let's go to the tackles. The tackles I have broken down. Trent's a lock. Uh, Colton McKivitz is a lock. I don't know if he's going to be a lock at right tackle, but he's just a damn lock, yes. right? Uh, Matt Pryor, Leroy Watson, Jalen Moore, who they spoke highly of, uh, Alfredo Gutierrez, and then the undrafted kid, Joey Fisher. Um, See, I don't know the... if Fisher's going to be tackle or guard. Okay. That's the issue. Like, every single write-up I've had on him is, dude's moving inside. He's moving inside. He's moving let's inside. Move, but if that's the case, inside. they didn't sign one offensive tackle. tackle. They didn't draft one. They didn't You're even bring an undrafted one. So, I You're think he's preaching. he's one of the tweeners. You're preaching, bro. So, so that's interesting. Yeah. That's, that's... that's interesting. I will say Leroy Watson probably is a tackle. Uh, he's one that I would put on there. But here's the thing, like, uh, and, and I do have him up here. I have Trent Williams, Matt Pryor, Leroy Watson, Colton McKivitz, Jalen Moore, Alfredo Gutierrez. Those would be my my two right. tackles. My, my, a lot of bodies. A lot of bodies. All right. So let's say we got six tackles, and let's say we'll up the guards to six. So six and six gives, still gives us 12. Off, uh, You know, as far as the, the front line, without the centers. There's four centers as well. Uh, oh, let's I, I, Yeah. My player to watch is Matt Pryor. Matt Pryor. Matt Pryor. Like, I would not be shocked if he starts the majority of the season. If Colton McKivitz isn't it, Matt Pryor has a lot more experience, a lot more playing time, fits exactly what the Niners want. Like, he's the McGlinchey build. So I think Colton McKivitz gets first crack at it. But Matt Pryor, they would not be upset if he started games. I'm telling you that right now. Why do I like... Is it me or Colton McKivitz is just like, would he be best at swing tackle? So if Matt Pryor is your experienced guy that you brought in as a free agent that can play right tackle, if he has the better camp, I would be more comfortable in knowing that if something happened, I got Colton McKivitz as the insurance plan because he can play both tackles. Keep him as your swing and then let him and Jalen Moore kind of like battle it out for that or something like that. I don't I don't know how it's going to go. They're high on both of these guys. They talk highly of both of them. Let's go to the guards. Aaron Banks, Jason Paul, Spencer Burford, Nick Zakel. That's your boy. I think it's Elm Manning. Yeah, I-L-M. Yep, and then Joey Fisher. Uh, Fisher and Manning being the undrafted guys they brought in. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I... I think that this is going to be pretty stout on, man, there's just a lot of competition, you know, because Zakel, they're pretty high on him. They let him change his number this year. Like they really like it. They protected him all year last year on the active roster and then stashed him whenever you had to do your inactives. But man, I'm telling you, John Valenciano. That's my guy. That's the guy I got circled. Two could start. 
he can, can start, start center. He can start guards. guards. There's a I, lot of depth here. Probably one of the deepest parts of this whole entire roster is guard now, which is crazy look, from a year ago. Yeah. And if you look at it, they have 49ers run three teams, and then there's the practice squad. So they got, when I'm going to the centers, they got Jake Brendo, Feliciano, Keith Ishmael, Corey Luciano. That's the undrafted kid. And so let's say Luciano is the one that gets kind of cut or whatever. He'll make it to the practice squad. Keith Ishmael might work with the third team. Feliciano can tween between second and third. And Jake Brendo's your starting center. I think the 49ers are doing something really really well like here like they're they're building this really great machine at the yeah. offensive line i know everybody feels it's the weakest link right tackle i think is the weakest link i think right but. tackle might be but what if matt Pryor supplements or fisher need? does play right tackle fisher's getting i'm getting so many dms on fisher so like okay. people have bought into this kid yeah they really like this kid so Joey fisher. i we got to watch, yeah, Joey Fisher. Um, that that's 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 the one to watch. One, like again, we're going to be at training camp this year. Where's he playing? Like that's the thing. Like where are they playing them? That will tell you everything you need to know. Not so much the rotation. Is he playing guard? Is he playing tackle? Is he playing left guard? Because that's going to tell you. And until they line up, we don't know. We don't that's know. Gotta be crazy. Let's slip it over to the defensive side. Edge rushers. I have eight because of the undrafted Spencer Wage. I put him as an edge, but people are saying he's too big to play edge. He he's might, that he's... Armstead type guy where he could be inside outside. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to do position specific with the 49ers because everybody plays two spots. You can't Thank do you. tackles and guards because there's too many. There's crossovers. You can't gotcha. do edges. Like it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Got you. All right, well, I'm just going to list it as eight edge rushers. Bosa, yeah. Jackson, Farrell, Hyder Jr., Austin Bryant, Alex Barrett, the rookie Robert Bill Jr., who was drafted, and the undrafted rookie in Spencer Wage. Who you got your eyes on during this rookie's minicamp, Bill or Wage? Oh, Bill big time. Oh, Bill big time. And, you know, I just did a film yesterday on him in the, against LSU in the SEC championship game. And there were some things that I, I didn't like about it. He's so raw, man. He's so raw. And if they can correct a few things, holy cow, I'm pretty excited about him. And if he does ball out, I think um, Bryant, Austin Bryant, could be one of the first cuts. I, I really, really do. Because they wanted that speed edge guy. And Austin Bryant could be one of the first guys out, out the door, sadly. All right. I'm going to go with Spencer Wage. I want to see what the Ooh. big fella can do on the outside. Uh, and how they'll utilize him in camp. And and if he can show, uh, like, he's not going to be your speed edge rusher, but if he he show you he can stand up against some of these tackles, which we don't have any rookie tackles. That's just so so weird. Right. Uh, for rookie he could be camp. the new – he could be the new Alex Barrett, and I don't mean that as an insult. I got you. Barrett's been a part of this organization for three-plus years and has done everything. Like, he's Kerry Hyder light. You want to play inside? We got. I'll move inside. You want to play outside? I'll play outside. Like – that's a legit thing to be in the NFL for an undrafted guy. So uh, that wage to Barrett relationship is going to be interesting. Interesting. Now to the tackles, there are no rookies at this position. No, they are stacked. So we'll skip over that one. Let's go to the linebackers. Let's go to the linebackers. You skipped over Four. the best position on the team. I winning. did because it's stacked, bro. Like <laughs> it it's stacked. Stacked. We won't talk about so the tackles good. until OTAs. It's right? so good. 
All right, let's let's get to the linebackers. There are ten of them, John. Oh. We went from five to ten. We doubled up at this position. Uh, and they we kept doubling up. They 10. drafted two. Then they brought in two free agents. Like a dra- like they just yeah. boom, 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 boom. This is going to be interesting, bro, because D. Winters, Jalen Graham, Jack Coletto, and then Mari. Um, Mar- Mar- oh, Mar- you put Coletto with the linebackers. He's he's a linebacker, fullback, quarterback, quarterback. tight end. He could do yeah, it all. He could do it all. I, I don't know where he's going to go. Don't. They they messed up. He's the Jack I think he could chance. end up at tight end, but could be because you said you wanted another one. I did. I did. Possible. I'll keep I'll keep him at linebacker for for now. But D Winters, Jalen Graham, Mariano Sori Marin, man. What, what are your thoughts? Gosh, man. This is what do you want? Do you want traits? Then you're going D winners. Do you want instincts? Then you're going Jalen Graham. Do you want the long shot? Then you're going Mariano Sori uh, Marin. Like they this are awesome. and, and I'll say this. The line, the linebacking position is the best scouted position by the 49ers. Absolutely. They are better at identifying linebackers than any other position. This is the position you put your money in and trust them yeah. to hit on. You know what I mean? This is it. It's gonna be interesting, this, guys. It's gonna be fun, man. Pay attention to those names. I know many of you are familiar with the draft picks, D. Winters, Jalen Graham. No one's talking about Jalen Graham. John, why am I putting my why are my eyes on Jalen Graham? Well, okay, back to Scott McLaughlin, which he did a hell of a job. And I'll, I'll be honest, I did 294 players. I did not do Jalen Graham. I did not. I didn't watch film on him, didn't do a write-up on him. After we drafted him with one of the last picks in the draft, then I looked into him. Um, and here's what uh, McLaughlin said about him. Quote, I gave him a fourth-round grade back-to-back years. He's got instincts. He's got eyes. He doesn't fit the thresholds, the measurements that Niners like with their linebackers. But it's all up here, man. It's Chris Borland. It's Zach Thomas. Like, that's what you're betting on. So we'll see. Now, those are very lofty accolades, but it's that type of player, right? So the linebacker position, you can overcome traits with instincts and awareness and play recognition more so than any other player on the field. Uh, That's why John Chapman, yours truly, was a linebacker because I had no traits. Uh, besides red cheeks, but that does you no good. <laughs> Too funny, man. Too funny. Oh, Greg is says linebacker currency has and Johnny Holland we trust. That's our and props coach. to him on getting the promotion. It was beyond well deserved. By far one of my favorite coaches on this staff. Um, very very happy Holland did not leave this organization. That that was like paramount one when we lost D'Amico. Like you got to keep Johnny. Got to keep Johnny. I'm going to ask you about the safety position, and there are five of them. Funga, Gosh. Gibson, Hawkins, Odom, Brown. Why do I feel like, excuse me, we'll keep four, and then that fourth one is going to come down to Hawkins and Brown? That is, well, Brown's a lock to make this roster. Yeah, right. So I mean, they traded up for him. Like, yeah. But man, I but that's love the camp Hawkins. battle is what I'm trying to say. You're gonna be looking like you you want to see what Taylor Hawkins is gonna do at camp this year. There were two guys that I was like dead set on are making this roster last year. Well, three yeah. because I put Mason in there, but he made it last year. It was Quantrez Knight, who we'll talk about next position, and it was Hawkins, who man, you go back and you watch preseason training camp, whatever. Big plays. Dude is where he's where he needs to be all the time. And so I don't know what's going to happen there. And I, I think it's pretty locked because Odom's a lock. 
special teams, one of the best in the NFL. I don't know how he makes this roster, man, and it breaks my heart. Um, but yeah, there we go. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Christina says that Jack Coletto is a quarterback <laughs> at rookie minicamp, tight end at OTAs, a fullback at training camp. I love I it. I freaking love it. And don't he forget, do he played and he plays linebacker too. So that's the funny part, right? Yeah. Um, let's get to the corners, man, because we've added depth and free agency. Uh, your boy Quantress Knight is in here. But then they brought in three young guys. They drafted Darrell Luter Jr., which is the person I want y'all to watch, period. That's the guy. Watch his aggression and watch how well he plays. Now, there, there are plays where he gets beat. Not really beat. He'll get flagged mainly. But he plays super aggressive, uh, super bump and bump up press coverage. That's who he is. Uh, and I'm excited to watch him play football for the 49ers. But Avery Young and your boy from Texas. Deshaun Jameson, man. So those are the three, three corners. Who who are we looking for to have fun at rookie minicamp to stand up? Deshaun Jameson, and maybe not even for his corner play, which is solid. Like he can earn it in and of itself. It's returner. I think he could be the number two returner on this team day one. Dang. Ray Ray, him, Ronnie Bell. That would be my depth chart. Like That's he's a nice that good chart. as a returner. That's a nice so, depth chart. Even though. There was one play, and I, I happened to put this play out there, and the people was like, "Yo, did you say this?" No, somebody said, "Well, he gotta, he gotta hold on to the ball," but he still returned the shit. Like he, he didn't. Yeah. He fumbled the ball, picked it up, and returned it. That should tell you that this kid has yeah. instincts, moves, and why you want him on this team. He's fun, man. He, he's he's fun. I thought he was going to get drafted, um, but yeah, he's he's interesting. He does give up a lot of plays as a corner. Uh, I mean, he's a boomer bust guy, like. He's getting a pick six or he's getting burned over the top. And so mm. he's got to learn some different things about his game. But the talent, the traits, they are there. This is in Miles Hartsfield. Like, where do you put Hartsfield in this? You know what I mean? Like, where they have the most cornerback depth of any time since Shanahan has been the head coach. And it's not even close. It's not even close. There's so much there. They got 17 defensive backs on this roster. 17 and they're all versatile isaiah oliver could play safety nickel outside right like you look quantress knight can play safety nickel outside sam womack can play nickel outside demo nickel at like everybody can play all these kind of spots which means ambry thomas i don't know he's the one that stands out to me and i'm like this dude can play one spot everybody else can play two spots right. charm harris ward may be one spot but he's the best at it so that ain't gonna change that's a good point. That's a that's a good point. But it, it'd be hard for me to, if Charverius Ward, let's say Ambry Thomas has he comes into camp ready and he's giving you Mooney Ward vibes. This is Mooney Ward has what two years left on his contract? Are you are you keeping an Ambry Thomas that can be that guy that Mooney Ward is right now? We haven't seen it in a while, but remember, we this dude was starting the NFC Championship game. Shoot, what was that like fourteen months ago? Like it yeah. wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I I don't know if it was health or if the other players. I mean, other other players got better, but I don't know what it was. Like something just wasn't right. It just didn't seem like Ambry Thomas came, even came into camp properly looking. Like you know what I'm saying? Like just something just seemed off. Uh, and so we'll we'll, we'll see. But right yeah. now he's the he's the bubble guy. I think he's the guy that's on the bubble because you. And I brought... hope he makes it. I hope he makes it. It's I gonna do be because tough. that would be better for the Niners because he's just 
outside corner. The dude had the one of the biggest plays in the past decade for the 49ers. It's about what have you done for me lately? Uh, that's that's going to be interesting to. to watch for sure. That's what it comes down to. All right, two kickers. Uh, Zane Gonzalez, Jake Moody. Who wins this job, John? Jake Moody, as long as he's healthy. As like, long as he's healthy. If they, if they, if they, if they moved off of Jake Moody after that pick, oh man, that would be rough. Oh, I, I don't think they uh, will. L- listen, listen. You thought Twitter was bad. Now, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what's what's the saying? Hell hath no spite. Like I thought it hell have no fury. Twitter, yeah, that drafts a kicker. That, that's about Woo. it. Woo, man. So, yeah, he'll, he'll be healthy. Uh, you know, there th- was a little joke that went around. They asked Jim Harbaugh, and it was like, hey, man, what do I get, you know, out of the mustache guy? He was like, death, taxes, and, and, Jake, Moody. and Jake Moody, right? Like, those are the things you can count on. <laughs> that's the most Harbaugh thing. Like, it's just who Harbaugh is. He just says things. Oh, I love it. I Remember love what it. he said about Crabtree, like how he had the best hands ever of any wide receiver. Like it's just like what he gave. What? He, he he paid Matt Mayoka to say that too. Now I'm just playing Bad Matt. Man. We love you over here, John. This was a fun episode, guys. We yes. hope we gave you some insight on the 90 man roster. Uh, listen, rookie minicamp is up next. Make sure you go back and we watch this show so you can circle or highlight the guys that we mentioned we, that we feel like are going to stand out. I'm sitting here currently looking at a workout video of Isaiah Winstead. The kid is working out. He got he got some moves. He can cut. He can get low. And so we'll see what happens when you put the pads on. Like, you know, that's what it's going to come down to uh, or, or whatnot. We're going to get to the contributions. We got Super Chat contributions for the show. All right. And so we'll do that portion and, we'll, and John will take us home. All right, so let's have some fun with this. All right, we started the show off with Jax, and we appreciate you for that contribution, but she just wanted to keep on contributing, so let's keep it going. We were talking about which team do you hate the most. Now, Jax says the Cowgirls, I, you know, John and I can concur. My number Uh, one most hated team. Number one most hated team in football for us as well. And it's not necessarily just the Cowgirls. It's their fans. And all my friends like the Cowgirls. And I don't even know why I'm still friends with them, but I just am. So I'm with you, Jax. Foghorn for all the contributions that are coming in right now. Mimi B's up next. He says, good morning, Breezy and John. Good morning, Faithful. The season is upon us. Let's effing go. Bang, bang, Niner gang. This one is to your channel. Why don't you go ahead and read this one, bro? Oh, what's up, Sin? She says, thank you, Wayne and John, for breaking things down for us. Did you see the Sam Darnold at the Warriors game with CMC? It was funny. I watched the game. It was awesome. Warriors dominated. But uh, right before, (laughs) it was like right out. Yeah, sorry, Peachy. Uh, I saw your your Twitter timeline. It was very entertaining last night. A lot of middle finger emojis. Uh, Hang in there, girl. Uh, My team didn't even get invited to the dance, but that's okay. But it was so funny because it was like right before halftime or right after they panned to Joe Montana, they panned to George Kittle, they panned to CMC, and then they faded out. Like they left out Sam Darnold, who was sitting right next to him. And so I thought that was hilarious. Obviously, it doesn't mean anything, but like, yeah, it's cool seeing them support, uh, you know, the local teams. It, it was awesome. That was a fun game. That was a fun game. It is, man. I call it the Baywatch. They're there for each other. I would like to yeah. see more basketball players, NBA players at the NFL games, though. I would like to see that. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, Bleed Red and Gold says, what's good, boys? Pumped for training camp. Ready to see what the new blood can do. Trey going to show out. 
Call it gut feeling if you want, but it's going to happen. Let's go, Niners. Much love, fam. Bleed love red it, and gold. Man. Thank you for the contribution. Trey is going to show out. I, I do feel he's going to have a great camp. Uh, you know, that's just how I'm looking at it. I can feel it. It's, I can feel it in my bones. He's going to have a great camp. Jack says, I tell you what, Santa Clara will see me if they touch Jordan Mason. So <laughs> this, I, I, I don't know if this is her favorite player or if it's now Jair Brown, but, like, she clearly attaches to these players. Smart. She's smart. And uh, I guess they'll be seeing you. No, I'm just playing. We don't know what's going to happen with the running back position. Like, Jordan Mason, just because he, he was a kind of a lock last season, like, he has to show he's progressed. Yeah. to be more of a lock and they br- they're bringing in other guys that's what football does they just continue the rotation of the players at the position and they're going to get newer and younger guys that are going to be cheaper and bring them in here just to see what happens so i but they didn't believe- draft one they did they- not draft one which is something hold on oh i got another gold star absolutely absolutely nice. and to cap off a great episode happy single de mayo everyone have a great weekend niners for life christy marie we love you thank you so much for the contribution john you ready to take us home baby dude this has been every time we get together it's a blast like we recorded for an hour plus didn't feel like it felt like it was like 20 minutes wayne uh the community that you continue to build thank you man um this is awesome i'm pumped and I'm so excited about this roster. Like, if you took nothing else away from this, it's just like, holy freaking cow. This was the best roster in the NFL last year, or at least one of the best. Hold on. 100% again. Dang, I love those gold stars. Why does I'm that mean so much? I'm telling you, man, you're racking up, man. You get five gold stars, you get, a, kid. You get an ice cream sandwich. All right. Take us home, John. Man, Wayne Breezy, the family, Brady the breezy brunch chapman crew i freaking love you guys this is awesome until next time stay strong faithful we out y'all peace everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.